Blessed be the Lord who forgives all our sins. His mercy endures forever. Jesus said, the first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is the only Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Almighty Father, whose dear Son, on the night before he suffered, instituted the sacrament of his body and blood, Mercifully grant that we may receive it, thankfully in remembrance of Christ, our Lord, who in these holy mysteries gives us a pledge of eternal life, and who now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the 10th of this month, they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. If a household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat it. Your lamb shall be without blemish a year old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day of this month. Then the whole assembled congregation of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood 
and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the lamb that same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted over the fire with its head, legs, and inner organs. You shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning, you shall burn. This is how you shall eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both human beings and animals. On all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. We will do the response. We will pray the response psalm responsively. I love the Lord because he has heard the voice of my supplication. Because he has inclined his ear to me whenever I called upon him. How shall I repay the Lord? For all the good things he has done for me. I will lift up the cup of salvation. And call upon the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord. In the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord. Is the death of his servants. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant and the child of your handmaid. You have freed me from my bonds. I will offer you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And call upon the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord. In the presence of all his people. In the courts of the Lord's house. In the midst of you, O Jerusalem. A letter from Paul to the Corinthians. I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also. After supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you pro proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Here with the spirit of saying to God's people, thanks be to God.
the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he'd come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you will have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and returned to the table. He said to them, do you know what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their masters, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I miss seeing people. I miss seeing you all. I am tired of preaching at a screen and staring at these empty pews. Monday Thursday is not exactly the most popular liturgy in our church calendar. In every church I have been at, it always ends up being the most interesting uh, mishmash 
of folks from the congregation, just a handful of us on this very strange evening, an evening where we come together and if we were in person, we would wash one another's feet. This is bizarre on many levels. There are very few places in your life where you wash another human being's feet. And there are very few times in the world where it is appropriate or would be considered appropriate to take one's shoes off in church. Though I know some preachers who always preach barefoot and my children would probably have a thing or two to say about whether or not shoes are actually necessary. But we come together on this night and we wash one another's feet and we hear the story of the Last Supper And that doesn't translate so well on Zoom. There's not much symbolic washing of one another's feet that we can do in this space. And I have tried hard this year to make Zoom be meaningful and important, and it is. Because it's what we have to fill our cups, but I miss people. And so much of what this liturgy is, what this service is, is a reminder of the importance of relationship and embodiment and actually physically being around other human beings. Jesus is facing his death, his crucifixion. And what does he choose to do on this last night that he has? He gathers with his friends around a table He gathers with his disciples to break bread and to share a meal. He gathers in community and is present with those he is gathered with. The greatest thing to do, the very human thing to do before facing his death is to be, to be with others. And I so desperately yearn for that, to gather and to break bread, to swap stories. But I particularly miss it on this night because Monday Thursday invites us into something that is so unique within its uniqueness. It's weird, right? We wash one another's feet, but it does something else that we're not usually that good at doing in church. There's always a handful of people who serve as Eucharistic ministers who come and give the wine and participate in that. So much of church life is sacraments being received from a priest. And it's a wholly undescribable feeling and experience to be blessed with the opportunity to interact with people around the sacrament, to interact with people around the holy and the sacred, to share the sacred space and these sacred rituals with one another. But on Monday, Thursday, and it's not a sacrament, but it is a sacred ritual. When we wash one another's feet, I like to do it in such a way that you come forward to wash someone's feet and then you sit down and your feet are washed by the person behind you. 
And we as a congregation are invited into not just the receiving, but the giving of sacred ritual. And that embodiment of ritual is so key to Christ's ministry and the message and what we're trying to do in these church communities and these spaces to be co-creators with God of the kingdom of God and to be sharers of blessings with one another. I grieve us losing another opportunity for this this year. And I hope that we come through the other side of this with clarity of what fills up our cup and feeds our souls of those things that we long for right now and miss, that we may seek them out more fervently when we can. In the moment of uncertainty on the precipice of the life altering, it is others who Jesus chooses to be with. Before everything changes is the most ordinary and extraordinary to sit and break bread. May we too come to break bread again in this space, in all the spaces of our lives, that they may be filled with relationship, with the spirit of God that feeds us and sustains us this day and always. Amen. We continue together professing our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amazing.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Kyrie eleison. Let us pray for the church and for the world. God of love, we pray for your church, for Michael, our presiding bishop, Greg, our bishop, for all lay and ordained ministers, and for all who seek you in the community of the faithful. Equip us with compassion and love to carry out your work of reconciliation in the world. God of love. Hear our prayers for the church. God of freedom. We pray for our nation and all the nations of the world for peace and unity across barriers of language, color, and creed, for elected and appointed leaders, that they would serve the common good, inspire all people with courage to speak out against hatred, to actively resist evil, unite the human family in bonds of love. God of freedom. Hear our prayers for the world. God of justice, we pray for the earth, your creation entrusted to our care, for the animals and birds, the mountains and oceans, and all parts of your creation that have no voice of their own. Stir up in us a thirst for justice that promotes the earth and all its resources, that we may leave to our children's children the legacy of beauty and abundance that you have given us. God of justice, hear our prayers for the earth. God of peace, we pray for this community, for our local leaders, for our schools and markets, for our neighborhoods and workplaces. Kindle in every heart a desire for equality, respect, and opportunity for all. Give us courage to strive for justice and peace among all people, beginning here at home. God of peace, hear our prayers for this community. God of mercy, we pray for all in any kind of need or trouble, for those whose lives are closely linked with ours, especially those on our parish prayer list. Andrew, Julian Barlow, Noreen Bucknam, Jim Cameron, Glenn Crosby, Glorian Crosby, Deanna Glenn, Diane Goodman, Mark Hall, Lorna Hamill, Bob Hayward, Rosemary Howell, Peter Mockenheimer, Mary Lynn Morgan, Linda Mullen, Edith Ogden, Claire Parkinson, Pam Rhodes, Dan Rowley, Karen Rowley, Ron Smith, 
Vicki Smith, Don Snow, Reed Ellis Sullivan, William Victory, Vivian, Ann Walsh, Julie Wiegand, and Peter Wiley. And those connected to us as part of the human family, especially for those in our parish celebrating birthdays. Emma Lerner, Nathan Isle, Bobby Morris, and Paul Milky. For refugees and for prisoners, for the sick and suffering, the lonely and despairing, for those facing violence, for all held down by prejudice or injustice, awaken in us compassion and humility of spirit as we seek and serve Christ in all persons. God of mercy. Hear our prayers for all who are in need. God of grace, we pray for those who have died, for Irma Patrick and those who mourn, for the faithful in every generation who have worked for justice, for prophets who called us to racial reconciliation, for martyrs who died because of hatred, and for all the communion of saints. Make us faithful to your call to proclaim your good news by word and example, and bring us at last into the glorious company of the saints in light. God of grace, Hear our prayers for those who have died. Almighty God, we lift our prayers to you, asking that we may be co-creators of this world, co-healers, your hands and feet in the world, all this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Together, we pray as our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Together we bow before the Lord. Almighty God, we pray you graciously to behold this your family, for whom our Lord Jesus Christ was willing to be betrayed and given into the hands of sinners and to suffer death upon the cross, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Following the arrest gospel, I will be stripping the altar and I will invite you to, to stay on as long as you'd like in silence and as, or in prayer, we do depart this liturgy in silence. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives and Jesus said to them, you will all become deserters for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I'm raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, 
Even though all become deserters, I will not. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you this day, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he said vehemently, Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all of them said the same. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter and James and John, and began to be distressed and agitated. And he said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and keep awake. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. He said, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. He came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep awake one hour? Keep awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing that the flesh is weak. And again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And once more he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy. They did not know what to say to him. He came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Immediately while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him there was a crowd of swords and clubs from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man, arrest him, and lead him away under guard. So when he came, he went up to him at once and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid hands on him and arrested him. But one of those who stood near drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to them, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were abandoned? Day after day I was with you in the temple teaching, and you did not arrest me, but let the scriptures be fulfilled. All of them deserted him and fled. <laughs> 